Hello everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your weekly podcast for the batshit insane world of vampires in Mystic Falls, Virginia in 2010 and 1864. My name is Beth, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host Claire, and we're here to discuss Vampire Diaries Season 1, Episode 17, Let the Right One In. Yes, you may recall Let the Right One In is a, I believe, Swedish movie about vampires. Well, you know I know nothing about vampires. I knew that Mm. this was a thing, but I've never seen it. Yeah. I saw it, I think it was at the campus theater that I was working at, so I saw it in college. Nice. Didn't love it. It was... Like, the whole premise is it's, like, this little, like, young girl vampire who befriends a young boy, and, but is also, like, a murderous vampire. Oh. But they remade it in the U.S. starring Chloe Moretz. Was that recently? It was within the last ten years. Okay. (laughs) Uh, They called it Let Me In. Oh, that's not what I'm thinking. Which was stupid. But anyway, I guess... the right one, it was... Let the right one in was too confusing for the American audience. (laughs) Yes, we don't understand what that means. We just want to let me in. Uh, Anyway, I don't think that the movie Let the Right One In has really anything to do with this episode, nor does the phrase Let the Right One In really have anything to do with it, but I I feel like it was relevant at the time, so they just wanted to be clever. Ah, I see. It's like something to do with vampires. Let's make it an episode title. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of feel that way about this episode, too, that it's, like, seemed like they had to do it, but ultimately it was just not very good. Yeah, there was, like, a lot of action in this episode, but I feel like some of it is, like, somewhat irrelevant. I don't know. Yeah, and it was all just really, like, thrown together, really rushed, and nothing seemed, like, to fit together. It didn't really seem to fit the tone it seemed like it, they had, like, a film student guest director or something, but it was a, not a film student who wanted to be artsy. I don't know. It just was really weird. It seemed like it was directed by, like, a whole other team. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, to be honest, I was kind of having trouble keeping up with the plot points, and I felt that it was very disjointed. Like you mentioned, yeah. there were, you know, the way that it hopped back and forth, I was like, oh yeah, that's going on, but it is literally nothing to do with, like, the majority of the show. I don't know. It was weird. It was especially, definitely a weird episode. Especially the Caroline plotline. Yeah. It was like, it took a really long time to get to an important place, but, like, everything building up to it was just like, what is the point of this? Yeah, for sure. But anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, how did this start? Oh, right, there was a thunderstorm. Yes, a very realistic one with yes. very realistic rain. Yeah, it was like they found a rain special effect from, like, a free, like, photo editing program <laughs> or something <laughs> and just overlaid it on top of a shot of Elena's house. Totally. So but, I think... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, Elena's, like, in her bedroom trying to sleep and her window blows open because there's a storm. And I thought it was going to be, like, a spooky dream sequence where, like, Frederick would pop up or something, but no, it was just a thunderstorm. Yeah, it was a little... And Elena doesn't lock uh, lock her windows. Yeah, I know. You have to do that stuff. Especially Especially when vampires are around. I know. What what was she thinking? I guess she felt protected by, like, the fact that she wasn't inviting people in, but remember when Stefan just, like, popped up after Mm -hmm. she told him to stay away? And Anna has been invited in. 
Yeah. Does she know that Anna's a vampire? Yeah. Because she was at the tomb opening ceremony. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got you. So Elena, after her window blows open, she's like decides that she needs to go check on Jer, which, okay, did they just make up the nickname Jer this episode or last episode? I don't think they ever called him Jer before this. And they call him that a lot in the future, so I didn't notice. Yeah, I think that this is the first time that they start calling him Jer. I could be wrong, but I feel like I would have noticed how annoying that was a long time ago. But I mean, it really was technically debuted last week with Vamp Jer. (laughs) I was going to say his screen name in the lair. Maybe he just like after that was like, hey guys, I want to be known by Vamp Jer or Jer for short. Yeah, it's like when you go to elementary school and like all the boys are named like Timmy and Mikey and then like two months later you're in high school with them and then they're like, oh, I'm Mike. I'm Timothy. Yeah. It's like, please call me by my first name. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Elena goes to check on Jeremy and Jeremy had been chilling with um, Anna right before Elena walks in. And I think it picked up, like, right from the last episode. So it's still the conversation where Jeremy had just asked Anna to turn him. That's right. Yeah, so Anna's pretty much like, I'm not going to turn you. And then Jeremy says something super creepy, and he's like, you can't keep saying no to me. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, wow. I noticed it. I notice every horrible thing that Jeremy does. And I feel I like take my, note. My ears were trying to protect me. Probably. You just blacked it out so that you didn't have to relive it. And like, then you ruined it. Thanks. Sorry. I'm here for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I mostly remember from this is that uh, Jeremy says something about, like, he thinks vampires don't like running water. Because of Dracula, and I guess I've never seen like oh. any Dracula properties, but I don't remember that ever being a thing. And I've watched a lot of vampire shit in my time. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. I forgot that part because I don't know that much shit about Dracula, <laughs> so I was like, this isn't relevant. But yeah, then Anna's all like, yeah, Dracula was bullshit. He was like super greasy and never like washed his hair or something weird. So he was basically like Tim Riggins. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, Well, she says to him, don't believe everything you read about vampires. And Jeremy's like, oh, man, but I spent so much time binging it. (laughs) But she's like, you don't know what the the fuck you're talking about. Like, can you even give me one legit reason why you want to be a vampire? And he's like, because... Yeah, he had nothing to tell her. And it's like, excuse me, this is not just a major life decision it's like a major i, I, I don't know how to refer to this as a, as a human because we can't fathom what it is like to be to live eternally what what's the word i'm thinking of be immortal immortal yes thank you <laughs> i mean listen i remember being 16 and everything feeling like it was just like the end of the world but even i would not have wanted to become a vampire if they were real are you kidding Blood is gross. And has anyone read Tuck Everlasting around here? (laughs) No, but I have seen the movie with Rory Gilmore. Yes. Well, the book is better, and that just teaches you. You don't need to be immortal. Yeah. I mean, living forever, there are, you know, parts of it that appeal to me, but at what cost? I don't want to have to, like, even see blood, let alone consume it. If I could be a vampire, but instead of running on blood, I run on, like, 
Hawaiian punch. Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. And, it, and if I get it. bored of being alive forever, I can just take myself. It's fine. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I never thought of vampire suicide. That's really interesting. Mm. <laughs> I felt Please like... Please do not stake yourselves, kids. Suicide is bad. Yes. I just... I thought that it was, like, such a huge choice, like, yeah. okay, now I'm immortal, but you really could kill yourself. Sorry, I don't know why I'm just coming <laughs> to this realization, but it kind of changes everything for me. Yeah. Jeremy is an idiot, basically, and isn't thinking through his decisions. He's just like, my life is the worst, nobody understands me. If I was a vampire, everything would be fine. I just don't understand how Anna is putting up with his bullshit. Like, I know. You have been alive she could be for a long time. Anything. Yeah, and she, like, likes Jeremy. Oh, Ugh, I'm vomiting. <laughs> She's literally vomiting right now. It's gross. Oh. So, is that when we, like, go to the title card? <laughs> yes. Uh, nine minutes <laughs> into the episode, we're done recapping. We're at the opening open. credits now. Yes. And I think we pick up with uh, Pearl uh, and Frederick, our friend's who are not really agreeing on life in 2010. Yes, that's right. So Pearl is at Miss Gibbons' house, and we remember from last episode that she was um, she was kind of scolding Frederick because he went out into the town after she told him not to. Um, Beth Ann got killed because of his like need to go out and be wild when she said that they should lay low. So Frederick was pretty much like, hey, Miss Pearl, we need more blood, like what's going on here and she says that she'll send out Anna tomorrow um and he says that he wants to accompany Anna into the town and Pearl's like huh no yeah you literally just last night got one of us killed by going to seek revenge against the Salvatores like take it easy you're still grounded right now yeah and the whole time he's like whittling a steak it's like, why do you want to go outside, Frederick? Uh, I don't know, just to get some air. I know, it was so obvious. And he mentions that because of the storm, there's so much cloud cover that he could even go out during the day. Oh, that's right, true. So I guess, like, diffused sunlight does not kill vampires. Good to know. Yes. And they kind of have a disagreement about how to integrate into the future and like how to get their town back. Frederick mm-hmm. wants to murder all of the founding families because Pearl mentions it's still the Fells, the Lockwoods, the Gilberts. And Pearl's like, uh, no, let's not murder everybody. We want to live here. Like, this is going to probably draw attention. I guess the tomb vampires probably don't know about like the 24 hour news cycle at this point. <laughs> True. Like, there's even in Mystic Falls, there's only so many animal attacks before even idiots like Jeremy realize that something's fucked up. It's true. So then I think that Pearl is like, Frederick, we just need to be patient and chill out for a little bit. And um, he's like, all right, whatever. And then he brandishes his fully whittled steak <laughs> as she walks out of the room. And some of his buddies come in and he's like, you heard her. We have to be patient and not, like, go on a killing spree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, wink. And then I think we go over to the Salvatore boarding house. Yes. So Damon, Elena, and Stefan are just kind of having a catch-up session. And 
I think that they're discussing how to deal with the tomb vampires after Frederick and Bethann had visited Stefan and Damon last night. So Elena's kind of throwing some shade at Damon and she's right. She's kind of like, you're an asshole. You're like too impulsive. And he's like, sorry, I killed your birth mother. God. Oh yeah. He's like, when are you going to stop being mad at me for turning your birth mother into a vampire? Yeah. <laughs> it's no big deal. Get over it. I know exactly. He just doesn't know so nonchalantly. Yeah. And she's sassing him. She's also mad because she just has learned like as of last night about the two vampires being free and she's just not having any of it. She's, she calls Damon like a, psychotic vampire who only cares about himself and Damon's just like fair yeah he accepts it so Elena I think like really wants to somehow get in and help with the tomb vampires for some Mm -hmm. reason um but Stefan and Damon are just kind of like hey lady slow down like we'll handle it we don't want you to get involved yeah let the non easily murderable people in this room deal with the ancient vampires like i understand that like these vampires are even stronger than stefan and damon like elena does i would want to stay that as far away from that as possible right i know but elena has no self-preservation instincts so she's just like i want to be involved uh so speaking of idiots even though they're not technically you know blood related because uh elena's adopted Idiocy seems to be in the Gilbert family. Uh, I have here written just, Jeremy is an idiot. I believe in this particular instance, it's because he's at the grill with Anna and he is just like saying all kinds of bullshit things and she asks him about his bracelet Yes. that uh, it has Vervain in it and he's like, oh yeah, my sister gave it to me. Why don't you have it? You seem to like it. I want you to have it. And I like you. Blah, blah, blah. And Anna's like, uh, no, you keep it. It looks better on you. Yeah. Which, in a way, is a very subtle but sick burn. <laughs> it is. I'm just getting it now that you said it was a burn. Two stars on uh, Stefan's Etsy shop. <laughs> I know. Uh, Jeremy is such an idiot. He's, like, trying to flirt with Anna just so that she'll turn him, I feel like. Yeah, and she's on to him. She's, she says to him, you only like me because of what you want from me, oh. which is 100% accurate. But he's like, no, I just like you. And sadly, she believes him. I know. I still don't get it. So she is kind of flirting back, and I'm just like, Anna, come on. Yeah, so, like, Jeremy pretty much says, like, I like you, like you to her at this moment, and she mm-hmm. seems a little bit pleased, which is sad. Yeah. So I think that while this whole bracelet conversation is going on, um, Caroline and Matt are also at the grill. Matt's working, and Caroline's just kind of chatting with him, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, hey, Matt, um gotta get going because it's my dad's boyfriend's daughter's birthday you know how these things go in my notes i just wrote gay birthday because i couldn't remember like whose birthday it was just that it was somehow related to caroline's gay dad yes yeah so caroline needs to drive all the way to this gay birthday and 
as we know, there's a big thunderstorm going on and a lot of rain from the rain window that's put in front of all of the shots in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Matt pretty much mansplains to Caroline how to drive in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, drive slow. Don't text. Don't text. Keep your eyes on the road. Call me when you get there. And then they kind of have a little mini passionate makeout session as she leaves. Yeah. Apparently Matt has gotten over not wanting to be in this public PDA relationship with Caroline. So big of him. Yeah, thanks, Matt. This super hot lady (laughs) is, like, making out with you at your work. You should be kissing the ground. I mean, in his defense, she's wearing yet another terrible and weirdly tied scarf. You're right. We just talked about this last episode, I think. It's not as ugly as some of her other scarves, but it also, like, why is she always wearing a scarf if she doesn't have bite marks anymore? Maybe she just liked the fashion once she had to wear it and then just kept going with it. Or maybe somehow, like, the compulsion, like, went away except for you must always wear a scarf. (laughs) That's more likely. Which is tragic. What happens when it's summer? I think I had one of these scarves. It was, like, literally two inches wide from American Eagle, and it was a (laughs) rainbow, and it was knit. I really Mm. loved it, and I thought it was super cool. I'm sure it was. But I didn't wear it as often as Caroline wears her scarves. And it I mean, was she has quite an array. Yeah. She, she has, like, probably an entire closet just for her scarves. I think so. But uh, she leaves and uh, is going to try to make it through the storm of the century to get to this gay birthday. And I think we go back to the Salvatores after that. Um. Yes, but I think before that, Stefan is kind of wandering around the woods, and I'm not well, sure how he got there. Yeah, there was a short scene where, like, Damon was doing something, and Stefan, like, had his jacket on and, like, his hood up, and he was about to head out. Oh, and Damon's like, hunting party? And Stefan says that he needs to get some extra blood because he was recently stabbed by uh, Frederick or Bethann or whoever, so he needs to get his strength up. So he's going into the woods to try to find some animals to drink. Oh, I, like, didn't notice that part. I don't know what I was doing, so thanks for the update. (laughs) So he goes out into the woods. It's not really a great plan to go hunting in the pouring rain. Like, I think the animals are hiding right now. Yeah, and it's, like, foggy out on top of the rain. You know, Stefan is stupid. Like, Damon offers him some of his blood stash. He says he has... A few pints of soccer mom in the fridge. And Stefan's like, no, thank you. I will go and get my own dinner. And he makes it like two seconds before Frederick and his crew pop up and stab him with some wood and drag him off to God knows where. Ah, so stressful. Good job, Stefan. I literally don't remember that scene before Stefan gets stabbed. I, like... (laughs) I don't know what I was doing, so... You were enjoying this lovely summer beer. I was. I had to go through a lot. Can I tell the listeners? Do we have time? Yes. So we always have time. There's a liquor store, I don't know, maybe like three quarters of a mile away from your place. And I stopped there. I was riding my bike over. And I went in to get Victory Summer Love Ale. And it's very delicious. Please sponsor us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hashtag SpawnCon. <laughs> <laughs> So 
I get out of the liquor store and I'm going to unlock my bike and this man is just standing there and he says something to me and it's entirely in gibberish and I'm just not understanding and he's pointing to the beer so I give him one because he looks like he's seen some shit and he was also wearing this like very large blue costume jewelry ring and he like gave me a fist bump after I gave him the beer. Was it a gaudy ass ring? It was, was he a vampire? Oh my god I didn't even think about that he probably is but he was very tan and it was broad daylight mm. but he did but he have has a gaudy ring. ass ring. Yeah so after we fist bump I'm like trying desperately just to get the beers in my bag so that I could leave and he keeps speaking to me and eventually he just grabs my hand and places a very slobbery kiss on it Ugh. And, like, this dude looks like he's going through a rough time right now, and, like, he's seen some shit in his life, but also, I really didn't want to be slobberly kissed on my hand, like, by a stranger who... Or anyone. Or anyone, yeah. Ugh, so, that happened. I forget why I made this sidetrack to tell the story. Because we were talking about the beer. Oh, the beer, yeah. So, the beer is delicious, which is good, because I had to go through some trials <laughs> to get it. Um, but I hope that man is enjoying his beer. Yeah. You did a good deed. I guess. I paid for it. <laughs> in more no ways good than deed one. goes unpunished, which is why I don't believe in doing good deeds. Yeah. That's not true. I just don't like talking to people. I, well, I couldn't really talk with him because he wasn't saying words, which was also really sad. But <sighs> anyway, we digress. So now that Stefan is gone, I think Damon is like, where'd this dude go? Mm-hmm. So he starts calling Elena and we jump over to Elena's house and Stefan finally barges in and or Damon <laughs> barges in, apologies, and She's like, oh, hi, Damon. Six missed calls. What's up? And he's like, have you seen Stefan? Like, where's Stefan? You're not going to like what I have to tell you. Yeah, she's like ignoring his calls, but the second Stefan's name is uttered, she's like, oh, my God, what happened? He's like, I have a theory. Yeah, so Damon thinks he knows what's up. So they go over to the tomb vampire hostel and... Damon knocks on the door and Frederick answers and he's like, hey, where's Pearl? I need to have some words with her. And he's like, Pearl's not home, but look what I have. And he just like shows his buddies like dragging Stefan around and Stefan looks like he's probably been verveined, like he's in rough shape. And Damon's like, fuck this and tries to go in. But because the house is owned by Miss Gibbons uh, and she hasn't invited him in, he cannot get in. And Frederick compels her to never, ever let Damon in. Yeah, it was a bummer. So he's like, well, fuck. And he goes back to the car where Elena is waiting. And Stefan, not only does he look bad because he's being tortured, but that dude is also skinny as hell. Yeah, he needs his, uh, like, vitamin whatever, vitamin blood. Do you think they did that stylistically on purpose because he's like a vegetarian vampire or Maybe. something? Maybe. I just always kind of assumed that Paul Wesley was really concerned about how many shirtless scenes he was going to have and overdid it. Yeah, I could see that for sure. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we get a lot of alarming shots of Stefan's bare torso and I just was like concerned about his health. Yeah, I mean it might have been the way that he was like splayed out but... yeah. So there's nothing Damon can do right now. He tells Elena that he can't get in the house. And she's like, oh, well, I'll go in to this house full of many murderous vampires who are specifically mad 
at these guys because of Catherine, who you look exactly like. Good idea, Elena. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like you said, girl has no sense of self-preservation. Like, I understand that you're in love, but no. Who's who's gonna who's that gonna help? Like yeah. he'll be dead. Stefan will probably also be dead. Yeah. Ugh. And if not, he'll probably kill himself because <laughs> he lost his beloved. Now that we know that vampires could kill themselves, it's a definite possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good situation for anybody involved, especially Stefan, who they drag into the basement and like hang by his wrists in vervain-soaked ropes. Yes. And they're just like going to town on him. They. Poor Vervain eye drops in his eyes. And there's like a sizzling sound. It's like Yeah, it's really gross. Ugh. And they start just like dragging knives over his chest, which looks like they're drawing on him in Sharpie, but it's supposed to be, you know, stab wounds. Yeah. So like this is going on for a couple of minutes and we're just kind of like, oh shit, like this is not looking good for Stefan. Um but then Harper comes in, who we remember from last episode, who had stood up to Fe- Frederick in the past, mm-hmm. um, to have him follow Miss Pearl's advice. So pretty much he's like, hey, this isn't right. And Frederick's like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, we are here for revenge. We're just not going to sit around and wait. And Pearl's not in charge anymore. Oh, yeah. A uh, police. Pearl is in charge. Yeah, she's a literal boss bitch. She is. And Frederick thinks he could usurp Pearl because he got one person in the basement? I don't think so. He's like, I have a vampire penis, therefore I am in charge. Ugh, too true. Fucking Frederick. Why so he instructs his minions to tie Harper up. So now Harper is also uh, in the torture basement. For him, they drive stakes through his legs into the chair underneath him. Yikes. Yeah. I know. It's not pleasant for anybody. So now that we know that Stefan and Harper are being sufficiently tortured in Miss Gibbon's basement, I think we pop back over to um, Jeremy's house where him and Anna are hanging out. And Jeremy is pretty much like, all right, Anna, I finally figured out like the answer to your question. Why do I want to be turned? And he says, or wait, they're not at their house. I think they might still be at the grill. Either way. Yeah, they're somewhere. Yeah, they're, they're somewhere they're having Earth. some sort of conversation. Um, I'm pretty sure it's at, the, it's at the grill, but I digress. He pretty much tells Anna that he needs to be turned because he has a hole in him. And he feels like he doesn't really fit in anywhere. And that he wakes up and he feels okay, but it's not good. And that's and why he needs missing. to be turned. Yeah, like something's missing. And... I haven't watched Twilight in in a while, but it sounds kind of like Bella's reasoning to Edward as to why she wants to be a vampire. Mm. Like, she's never felt right as a human. Like, she was meant to be a vampire, blah, blah, blah. Oh, like every teenager? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, when you're sounding like Bella Swan, it's not a good sign. But Anna's just like, oh, so you want a pity turn. And he's like, no, I just want you to turn me because I have nothing in my life. I'm like, girl, that's a pity turn. It it so is. Anna nailed it. And then she says, like, listen, here's the deal. Here are the four reasons why vampires turn other people into vampires. One, then in the Mystic Girl situation, you need somebody to do shit for you. Mm -hmm. Two, revenge. Three, boredom, which never ends well, as we saw with Vicky Donovan. Yes. And four, true, passionate, eternal love. 
And sorry, Jeremy, I have a crush on you, but we're not there. Yeah, I was really happy that she said that because, she, like, Jeremy's trying to play her with his, like, puppy dog gross eyes, mm-hmm. and she's not having it. Yeah, so, so shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up, Jeremy, and go doodle demons in your bedroom. Yeah, chair. Yeah, chair. Yeah, chair. And he's just like, <laughs> but uh, then Pearl comes in, and Anna immediately just starts like pretending that she's helping him with his homework and runs away. And she texts him on the sly that her mom is here. And earlier they had had a conversation about how their relationship will be secret. Uh, Jeremy doesn't know that Elena knows that Anna is a vampire or that vampires exist. Yes. And Anna's kind of using that as a reason why they shouldn't tell her. So she's pulling kind of a step in here, but Jeremy deserves it. Yeah, I don't feel bad in this situation. But she knows her mom wouldn't be cool with it, so she, like, runs far away. And Pearl's like, oh, who is that you were talking to? She's like, a friend from the library. Which isn't technically incorrect, but, yeah, she doesn't want to tell Pearl that he's a Gilbert. That's for damn sure. Because Jonathan fucking Gilbert betrayed her in 1864, that jackass. What a jerk. So as Pearl is coming in um, to get Anna, they run into the wonderful Mayor Lockwood and Tyler. Tyler's been missing for a while. Yeah, luckily he only got a little bit of screen time in this episode, but he Mm -hmm. still managed to be a total dickwad during the time that he was on the show. Yeah. So Mayor Lockwood is trying to mansplain to Pearl about driving in the rain, too. He's like, you know, Route 50 or whatever the fuck is really... It's washed out. Yeah, it's washed out, so you better be careful. Or he, he might say, like, you might want to wait or something yeah. like that. And Pearl is like, thank you for the advice or something like that. And then she... Does he say, oh, I'm Mayor Lockwood? Like, how does she realize that oh, Mayor Lockwood? Like, like the, the hostess at the Mystic Girl. Oh, yeah. Apparently they have a hostess that seems really like a seat yourself kind of joint, but okay. And also, apparently, they replaced Vicky because there's this random blonde chick. But uh, she's like, Mayor Lockwood, your usual table is ready. And <laughs> Pearl just does, like... It's like record scratch for his frame. She, like, turns around and is like... Mayor Lockwood? Actually, I think I will wait until the storm ends. Yes. Like, that's not suspicious. I know, it was so funny. And then Tyler starts just being super gross. So, like, they're all walking over to the table because Pearl and Anna have agreed to have dinner with Mayor Lockwood and Tyler. And Tyler is saying to Mayor Lockwood, his dad, like, oh, could you be more obvious? And Mayor Lockwood was like, what? It's election season. I need to get out and meet the voters. And, and she, she looks rich. rich. And she looks rich, which I don't Does think she? that she looked rich. She, she was wearing like, like a normal Mystic Falls lady. <laughs> yeah, she was She's just like an average person. She had like a weird necklace on that I did mm-hmm. not think screamed money, but yeah. that might yeah. just be me. So Tyler was like, oh yeah, you could tell that from looking at her ass. Oh, vomiting again, BRB. Yeah, both the Lockwood parents are pretty eager to step out on their marriage, it seems like. But uh, Pearl has been trying to find out more about, like, who in the town knows about vampires and who is on Bourbon, so she can kind of figure out a game plan. So that's why she wants to have dinner with him. Ah, yes. So she's, like, on a fact-finding mission. Yeah, because, yeah, the Lockwoods were... One of the asshole vampire hunter families in 1864. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, they're going to have dinner together. Tyler's like, well, I'm going to go shoot some pool while you guys eat. And I'm like, okay. You do you, Tyler. (laughs) And, like, the whole time that Tyler is talking super gross, like, Pearl and Anna have vampire hearing, Mm -hmm. so they can hear what he's saying, and that's how we get a glimpse into it, and it's disgusting. Yeah. So, so Pearl, Pearl is probably not changing her mind at all about the founding families. <laughs> no, this is not a good first impression for Pearl. <laughs> so but I think that we kind of check back in on the Stefan hostage situation. Um, since Elena was insisting that she would go in the house, Damon has concocted an alternate plan, which is to go to the high school and ask Alaric for help. Uh, Alaric, who he murdered, was it last week or the week before? <laughs> I think it was last week. Yeah. And Alaric's like, uh, I'm not going to help you. I might just try to kill you again right now. But Elena's like, it's Stefan, Alaric. I'm like, why should he give a shit that it's Stefan? That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's been in this town. He's been teaching at the school for like a week. Nobody cares. Yeah. Stefan and Elena are always doing this where they try to convince people to help them. It's like, because it's Stefan. Because it's Elena. I'm like, you're the only people who care about each other that much. Exactly. Remember when Stefan was making Bonnie levitate the leaf because <laughs> Elena yeah. was in trouble? Like, and then Bonnie fell into it too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Also, hashtag, where's Bonnie? She hasn't yeah. been in this episode. She wasn't in the past couple. I miss her. She's still mourning, I guess. Uh, fair. I just saw a picture of uh, Kat Graham, who plays Bonnie, at like some award show and she was looking really good cool she's wearing this like pinstripe uh pinstriped tuxedo look oh that Sorry. sounds awesome i was just, just like, like yeah bonnie get, get it you i think she was in the, the tupac movie that just came out oh okay anyway i digress um so Lark's like blah, blah, i don't want to help you you suck you uh, turned my wife Melina's like, Alaric, we need you. Or, well, she's still calling him Mr. Saltzman at this point because he is her teacher. Yeah. Uh, and then Damon is finally like, ugh, you're just a coward. And now Alaric's pride is insulted. So he's like, fine, I'll help you. Yeah. And like then Damon is like, well, good, because if you help us, then like these vampires can probably help you find your vampire wife. So that is kind of like an extra bonus, I guess, for a lark to help Elena and Damon free Stefan. Yeah, I'm like, why do you want to find your vampire wife? She she tracked down a vampire, had him turn her, didn't tell you, just let you assume that she was dead, and just like gallivanted off and started compelling people to jump in front of buses. Like, I would not want to get back in touch with Isabel. No, that ain't right. And she never told him that she had a baby. Like, yeah, that's, like, the least of, like, yeah. <laughs> the worries, for sure. Yeah, I don't understand it either. But somehow, like, Damon realizes that, like, Alaric has tra- tranquilizer vervain darts in his possession. He has them all with him at school. Oh, oh, of course, naturally. He has, like, a suitcase full of vampire hunting tools. And Elena pr- picks up one of the darts and is like, okay. oh, cool, I'll use this. And they're like, Elena, you're not coming. <laughs> The only reason Alaric is coming is because he has a ring that can bring him back to life if and when he gets murdered by vampires in this Uh, operation. Yes, that's why they go to Alaric, because he has that magic tool. Yeah, and the weapons. And also, LOL, Elena's saying, oh yeah, cool, I'll use this. Like, (laughs) girl, what are you thinking? No. I mean, if I was in that situation and for some reason was convinced I was going, I would also want to grab all the weapons for myself. That's true. So that's understandable. 
Right now, I'm trying to think if my beloved Mike was trapped in a vampire <laughs> torture chamber and I was not a vampire, would I go in? I don't know. I don't think I would. I love you, Mike, but no. <laughs> oh, shit. The wedding's off. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait. Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would want to know like what they had in the realm of like grenades, maybe. Yeah. Like something a little more intense than like a mini syringe of Vervain. Yeah, where you like need to be like within arm's distance of somebody to use it. Yeah. But Elena is very eager to go. She they have a really long argument about whether or not she can come with, and Damon's like, "No, it's not safe for you." Blah blah blah. I understand why you want to go, but not gonna happen. Yeah, it gets super emotional at this point. I feel like I kind of zoned out because I was just like, "Oh, can we just move on?" Yeah. So Elena is like making appeal, like an appeal to Damon. She's like, "This is Stefan. Like, you don't understand. Like, I have to go in. I have to help him." And Damon's like, I do understand, but I can't protect you when you're in there. Do you know how fast somebody could snap your neck? Like, it was kind of a touching moment, I feel like, because Damon, like, felt the need to protect Elena, even if he wasn't happy with her and Stefan and everything that was going on. Though he also said something along the lines of that she, like, protecting her would be a distraction and he can't be distracted. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of, like, a cover-up for him, like, expressing his true concern, Mm. but who knows? I can't keep up with that dude. (laughs) But eventually they agree that Elena can be the getaway driver and she's like, fine. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's true. And I think we take a break from the, like, rescue operation planning to visit Caroline I, think, I feel like there's several scenes, like, throughout everything we just talked about that are just, like, Caroline driving in the rain. Yeah, like, listening to horrible music. And she, like, calls Matt and tells him, oh, Root, whatever, is washed out, just like Mayor Lockwood said. So now I'm on this, like, backwoods cellscape driving God knows where. And Matt's like, well, you shouldn't be on the phone, A of all. And B, uh, you should just turn around and go back the way you came. And she's like, fine, fine. But then the car gets stuck in some, like, muddy leaves. Yeah, because she tries to do, like, a Yui on, like, a country road, right? It wasn't even, like, a road. It was, like, a walkway <laughs> in the woods or something. I know. It was it was bad. So Caroline's there. She's, like, spinning out her wheel, um, just trying to get out. And then she tries to call Matt back to presumably come and save her. But her cell phone doesn't have any reception. And it's that same terrible, like, no signal sound that never existed. Like, yeah, that is not a thing. No phone has ever made that sound. I guess they just didn't want to, like, spend the money to, like, put a screen on the show, like, saying no service. So they just had the phone, like, make that little sound. Like, I'm glad that I know that Bonnie and Caroline have the same phone that makes the same fake noises when they have no reception. (laughs) So... Yeah, we kind of leave her and go back to the rescue op then. And it uh, starts with Alaric knocking on the door. Uh, Yeah, so Alaric is pretending to be a driver who got washed out in the rain and asks if he could come in and use the phone um, because he can't leave his car or whatever. So... And this phone is going... (laughs) So he needs a landline. (laughs) Very true. So, um, Alaric walks in, and I guess they let him in. How do they let him in? Well, he's not a vampire. He doesn't need to be invited. Oh, Are you yeah. still convinced that Alaric is a vampire? 
Don't judge me. No, I'm not anymore. I just forgot the rules for a second. Okay, so Alaric walks in. Um, Frederick sends him with like Billy or some shit back to the um, back to the kitchen, and Miss Gibbons is in there, and Alaric just shoots Billy with a vampire gun, tranquil dart for Vane, real quick. So Billy's down and out. He takes. Miss Gibbons to the do- back door where Stefan's waiting, and this is kind of their Damon. master plan of gaining entry. Sorry for the long drawn out explanation. Do you mean where Damon's waiting? Did I say Stefan? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, when will I stop doing this? <laughs> so I'm <note>. sorry. <laughs> when uh, Alaric is walking through the house, you see there's like a rec room, and there's a bunch of tomb vampires, and they're like listening to tunes and playing pool. And I'm like, when did these 1864 vampires learn how to play pool? Like, is this all they've been doing in this house? A good point. And they're listening to modern music. Like, they adjusted very quickly. Yeah, they have, like, a little, like, I don't know, like an iPod shuffle or something that they're playing off of. But uh, Alaric, like, runs the water and turns on a blender so that uh, the other vampires can't hear what's going on. And he brings Ms. Gibbons to the door and is like, you need to invite my friend in. But she's been compelled not to let him in. And so Damon just says, oh, come outside. Uh, do you have any living relatives? Cool. You don't? Awesome. And he snaps her neck. R.I.P. Miss Gibbons. I'm surprised she lived one. that long. <laughs> she was single-handedly feeding like 20 vampires out of her body. I know. That's for true. God knows how long. Thank you for explaining that concisely like I could not. <laughs> <laughs> and Omar's like, what the fuck? You were supposed to compel her to forget being compelled and to invite you in. And I think that's a good point, and Damon just says it doesn't work that way, but I think that it does work that way. I don't think there's any reason that Damon couldn't compel her to override the other compulsion. Do you think it might be because the vampires from the tomb are stronger than him? Maybe. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird excuse for him to just murder somebody in front of Alaric. And Alaric to be like, you suck, you're not supposed to murder anybody. We also learn here that when the person who owns a house dies, if they have living relatives who would, like, inherit it, then inviting in rights would go to them. But if they have no uh, people who would inherit their shit, then the moment they die, then anybody can come in. Oh, do you think that this is important for dead drunk grandma? Oh, I didn't even think about that, but she has family. Yeah, she has Bonnie and her son, a.k.a. Bonnie's dad. Yeah. Gotcha. So just more nuances of vampire rules for us to lodge in our brains. Take the place of important, like, real-life facts. <laughs> this is more important. <laughs> so from this point, a lot of shit starts happening, and I'll do my best to share what I think happened, but you may have to correct me a okay, little bit. go for it. Okay, so... Damon kills Miss Gibbons, he comes in, and then I think that we hop over back to Jeremy and Anna, Mm -hmm. who are texting at the grill. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much he says that I'm bored and I want to come hang out with you, and she says, no, this is our little secret, remember? And then something happens, and... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. This is my favorite part. Best podcast to host... Then something happens. The Beth Kazowskis. <laughs> so Pearl and Anna go into the bathroom. Do they? Yes. 
bathroom and Pearl goes in after her. And <laughs> no, you, you skipped, skipped over, over the best part of the episode. Go ahead. <laughs> when they're texting, Jeremy says, I'm bored. Anna replies, suck it up. And Jeremy replies, I will once you turn me. Oh, vampire puns. Oh my god, you're right. I did. And I'm demoted to host number two. You're now just, just a guest host. <laughs> no. Um, but Pearl notices that Anna is texting with her library friend and she asks Mayor Lockwood who he is. And he's like, oh, that's young Jeremy Gilbert. There you go. And Pearl's like, fuck no. And then they go to the bathroom. And then they go to the bathroom. All right, take it, Beth. All right, so is in the bathroom. Pearl comes in, and she's like, who is that? And Anna's just like, it's just a friend. She's like, I know it's Jeremy Gilbert, and I forbid you from seeing him. And she's like, I like him, and, sh- and he likes me, and things are different now because it's not 1864. And then Pearl just, like, all out slaps Anna across the face. For disrespecting her because Anna is all like, I'm a grown ass woman. I've been alive for a really long time and I can do what I want. And Pearl is not having it. Yeah. And Pearl also like tries to burn her by saying that as soon as Jeremy finds out she's a vampire, he's going to freak out and turn on her. But she's like, hey, guess what? He already knows and he likes it. Oh, yeah. That's what. And I think that's why. Yeah, you're right. See, I told you things get a little fuzzy for me at this point. There was so much going on. I was like, not that I advocate for, like, slapping your children, but is there a better reason in this world to slap somebody in the face than because they just said that they liked Jeremy Gilbert? No, I was behind Pearl 100% on this action. Makes sense to me. Yeah, so that's not going well for them. Uh, Pearl's still understandably mad at the Gilbert family because... It was Jonathan Gilbert's fault that she was even in the tomb at all. Like, she would have gotten away if it hadn't been for him. And then he stole her building after she yeah. was in the tomb. Ugh. What a fucker. Oh, I think we missed a, a funny conversation earlier between Pearl and Mayor Lockwood, where she's like, oh, yes, I'm, I'm uh, in the process of trying to buy a building in town. I understand that your, your family owns a lot of property here and he's like oh yes all the way back to the founding of the town and then she's just like oh yes i heard you acquired a lot of land in 1864 like you just moved here and you like know which families acquired property in which specific year that's not suspicious i know especially to somebody who is a part of the founders council who knows about what happened with vampires in 1864 like Come on. I know, Pearl, you're better than this. And don't you think they would have written down the names of the two vampires? Like, shouldn't he be suspicious that there's a lady named Pearl and her daughter, Anna? Oh, good point, right? I don't don't think think that ever gets addressed. Which is ridiculous, because they have all of these ridiculous relics that they, like... Yeah. Bring out every year at the Founders Party, and they're, like, obsessed with, like, the founding of the town. So you would think that they would keep this... Um... You would think that they would keep track of this, but they do not. And Jonathan Gilbert definitely wrote about Pearl in his journal, but he probably, like, after the vampire thing was just like, the demons have many faces and they haunt me at night or something. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think the biggest thing that bothers me about this show is the fact that they consistently reference the year 1864. It's like, okay, I get that all of the vampires were alive in 1864. And I get that a lot of shit went down that year. 
but can they not just say the 1860s? Like, people ask me what year I graduated high school, and I'm like, I can't remember. Like, these vampires remember every year that anything happened. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I get it for consistency purposes for the viewers. Like, okay, we get it. It was 1864, but switch it up a little. We're not that dumb. Like... Maybe, Maybe it was January of 1865 when some of this shit happened. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Probably was. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Anna and Pearl in the bathroom slap fight. Uh, then I think we go back to the torture house, <laughs> and Elena's sitting out in the car waiting to be to play her role of getaway driver, and like a tree branch falls on her windshield and she freaks out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not even actually anything to be scared of. You have experienced a lot more frightening moments than the tree branch. I know. She's seen, like, at least five people get murdered in front of her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And inside, Damon and Alaric are just kind of going on a murder spree. And uh, Alaric leaves to let Damon get um, seven out of the basement, and he goes back to the car. And, of course, Elena is gone. She has decided she's too scared to be in the car. She's going to go into the angry vampire nest by herself. Great call, Elena. So Alaric is all like, damn it, Elena. Um, You're getting a C in my class. (laughs) It's better than what she would have got with Mr. Tanner, probably. True. Boo. R.A.P. So Elena pretty much runs over to the house, holding out the... um, the tranquilizer for Vane Dart mm-hmm. and starts creeping around the basement, literally punches through a glass window. Like, is that smart? They, they have, have super hearing. hearing. They have super hearing. They don't even need super hearing, hearing to hear a, a window shattering. Yeah, and also your chances of punching through a glass window and getting cut and also your blood starting <laughs> to leak out is very high. Well, she, she like did, did it with her elbow, elbow which she, she was wearing a jacket, so I guess, and, and it was like old frail glass. But still seems a that's a risk I wouldn't want to take. But yeah. Elena and I are different people. And there's like a guard sitting in the basement, but he's listening to an iPod with headphones. And again, so quickly they are just using the modern technology. Like, where did this iPod come from? Whose music choices are on it? Yes. Well, it's weird because they're all like listening to heavy metal. Do you think that that would be like the next choice after 1864? No. You would want like some old timey shit. Yeah. Or like something melodic and mellow at least. Yeah. But they're vampires and they're bad. So they have to listen to the, the rock and roll. I'm starting to get mad about this. I didn't realize the inconsistencies until we've been discussing like the whole iPod and music choice. That ain't right. <laughs> Yeah, so, so she, she uh, kind of creeps around, and I think she ends up stabbing the guard with the remain guard, right? She does, yes. So, well done, Elena. You managed to not get murdered so far. Uh, so, after she's taking care of the guard, Elena finds the room that Stefan's in. And, oh wait, no, first... She stabs the guard, but then there's another vampire, and Damon appears and, like, takes him out. Oh, and he's yeah. like, what the fuck, Elena? You're an idiot. And she's like, I know, right? <laughs> and then they go together into the room where uh, Stefan and Harper are tied up. And in all these, like, tied-up scenes, this is where Stefan's, like, stretched out, like, 
with his back arched because he's like tied to the ceiling and his torso just looks really it disturbed me yeah he looks i don't want to body shame anybody but like you could see where his muscles were but everything was just like so stretched tight and he looked so thin i'm like please eat just eat something i know have a nice steak or or garden burger whatever blows your boat what is um stefan's name in real life Paul Wesley. Paul Wesley. I'll take you out for a nice dinner. Just hit me up. Hey. Again, tune in next week to find if the wedding is still on between me and Mike. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're like, oh, my God, Stefan. Um, Damon goes to, like, Steak Harbor, and Stefan's like, no, he's a good guy. I don't. And Damon's like, whatever. And then goes to try to let the ropes down, but they're verbatim soaked so elena has to do it which means that Stefan tumbles into damon's arms yes Creepy. so elena did serve some sort of purpose in the rescue which yeah. i guess is good but still stupid mm-hmm. and so they let uh Stefan down and they're gonna leave but he's like no you have to help harper so they pull the stakes out of his legs and then just leave him to fend for himself and uh Damon says that he'll distract the rest of the vampires while Elena gets stepped into the car. And I think while all that was happening, we cut back to Caroline as the kind of culmination of her really strange and random plotline of the episode. Yes, so now that she's been sitting in the car for a little while without cell phone reception, and she's been listening to the radio without her car being on, which is just a recipe for a drained battery, Mm -hmm. um, she shuts the radio off and decides to get out of the car, I think to just maybe like explore to see if she could get out or walk somewhere. She's She's looking looking for a place where she can get a signal, because she's waving her phone around in the air. (laughs) Yes, you're right. So while she's waving her phone around, she slips on some wet leaves and starts to like tumble down the side of a small mountain uh <laughs> heading towards a creek down at the bottom so There's like waterfalls yeah it's very slippery so on her way down um she like grasps onto some vines or something to try and pull herself back up and when she grasps the vines like an arm just legit like starts tumbling down towards her and she yeah. starts screaming like oh my god this is so scary like what the fuck yeah that point i would just jump into the waterfall and drown myself again don't commit suicide it's bad <laughs> yes if you're having suicidal thoughts call a hotline i don't know the number yes yeah, so i'm sorry that that ended up being the theme of this episode but i would jump into a waterfall and kill myself yeah, well, in that situation, there's little left to do but that. Oh, yeah. That would be so creepy. So, so that's just like a short interlude in the rescue operation plotline. So now we go back to the rescue operation, and there's just so much shit going on. Again, mm-hmm. I can't really keep it tri- straight, but Elena and Stefan are on their way to the car. Damon and Alaric are in the house, and Damon's pretty much like, I'm going to go find Frederick and kill him. So but, uh, there's a moment, actually, because Alaric was supposed to be back at the car, and uh, Damon's, like, in trouble, and suddenly one of the vampires collapses, and Alaric has come back to help him. Oh! And he's actually saved Damon's life. You're right. That is very Which important. is quite a turnaround. Yeah, especially since he was trying to, they were trying to kill each other yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, they're tag-teaming the vampires. They kind of take care of everybody who's still there, but as you said, uh, Damon wants to go after Frederick, because he's a straight-up bitch and needs to die. That's true. So Damon has trouble finding Frederick because Frederick has 
exited the house in search of Stefan. Mm-hmm. So Elena and Stefan are making their way over to the car, but Stefan is like super weak and Elena can't really carry him anymore. So he kind of falls down and he's looking up at her and things don't seem good. He looks like he's losing focus. He looks like he's about to die. Um, so while he's falling, Elena also falls and kind of scrapes her hand open a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, Elena has the good idea to think that if she feeds Stefan her blood, he might gain a little bit more strength and she could get him back to the car. Yeah, because they were, like, at the car, but then Frederick popped up and, like, stabbed Stefan multiple times. Okay. And then Elena got another vervain dart and stabbed him. So he's out for a minute, but he's starting to stir and Stefan, like, can't move. Okay. So Elena's like, drink my wrist. And he has this look on his face like that's the worst thing she could possibly tell him. He's like, fuck no. She's like, man, I guess I'm just not good enough. I know. And she's all like, I trust you. It's okay. And he keeps telling her to just run and leave him, but obviously Elena is physically incapable of doing that so she forces him to drink from her wrist and he like starts going to town after a second yeah and she starts having like a super orgasm face it's yeah like half this whole scene was really pleasure. weird it was because he has a boner face he's like really weak but also like gaining strength and like getting into it and she's like yeah but in an allegedly sexy way <laughs> and it's weird. It, it was, was the weird. whole thing was shot really weirdly. This whole episode was, but this in particular, the scene kind of grossed me out. Yeah, it was super weird. Like, I feel like that would not be your reaction to your significant other, like literally feeding off of you. I feel like it's a kind of common vampire thing, though, that it's like a sex metaphor. Yeah, but if you think about it in real life, would it be? No. Yeah, <laughs> it would hurt and feel weird. Yeah, and it would I would really not hurt. Enjoy it. But it's like, I have penetrated your skin, like, whatever. Yeah. So that's happening. Uh, Damon and Alaric start to kind of try to head out of the house, but then a bunch of vampires descend upon them, so they're in some peril. Oh, yeah. And then back with Stefan and Elena, uh, Stefan's like lying there all week, and Elena has hidden behind a tree. And Frederick gets up and starts to go towards Stefan, but surprise, he's all strong now because he drank her blood, mm-hmm. and he stakes him with a tree branch, and even after he's dead, he keeps trying to stab him and stab him, and Elena's like, oh my god. Yeah, so she like kind of like tries to go up and, you know, touch his arm to try and stop him, and he just kind of like turns around really fast, and he's like, and he's holding the the he's bloody growling. stick yeah he's like definitely growling and then elena looks like so fearful and she like kind of like steps back and looks at him like with in with a set of new eyes and mm-hmm. i'm just like girl he's fucking in the middle of killing someone and you see he has a face boner because he just drank your blood like give it him makes a break. sense yeah and, and also, also this, this is probably like the third or fourth vampire he's killed in front of you like come on yeah, that was like weird that she was like so judgmental of how he how he reacted when she tapped him on the arm. Yeah. But like you need to expect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you get when you date a vampire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they all kind of reconvene, they get Stefan in the car and they head home. And then we pick up with the Caroline plotline again, but it starts with a the Donovan house where Matt is surprised to find that his mother has tried to cook him a casserole. Ah, uh, yes. And Thanks, she's like, I'm really going to try this time, Matt. 
like it's hard but i really want to be a good mom this food might suck you might want to order a pizza but i tried it looked very cheesy and delicious it looked like a casserole but i don't know uh, hashtag i love casserole <laughs> i don't think i've had a casserole since i was a kid oh they're so good but i don't think that she will ever cook again because the immediate thing that happens is the doorbell rings and Caroline's there with her mom. Yeah, so now that Caroline and Sheriff Forbes are there, I looked at Claire in this moment and I was like, oh no, that arm, it was Vicky. Mm. And I was right. Yep. R.I.P. Vicky. At least people know you're dead now so they can stop saying shady things about you all the time. I know. Like, she just left town without telling anyone. She's She'll come back me. when she Ugh, needs fucking Vicky. something. Oh my god. R.I.P. girl. Yeah. And uh, we kind of see everybody finding out about Vicky. Uh, we go to the grill and Mayor Lockwood gets a call about it and he goes to collect Tyler, who's like flirting with the blonde hostess. And he's like, we gotta go. And Tyler says, kind of got half a burger going. I was like, that's not a very nice way to talk about that young lady. Ew, what do you say? <laughs> I mean, he didn't mean it in that way. But... Oh. I just am making a gross joke. <laughs> okay. He was saying that he was eating a burger. Yeah, I got you. Okay. And my joke just went over really well with Beth. I hope you all enjoyed it too. <laughs> I love it. Bravo. So um, he's like, no, you know, they found Vicky Donovan. And Jeremy, like, somehow hears from across the room. He's like, Vicky? Where is she? And they're like, oh, her body was found in a ravine, blah, blah, blah. He's like, she's dead? No, she was just hanging out there. Like, what do you think? I know. Jeez, Jeremy, you really need to always get the details. So Tyler's sad. Jeremy's sad. Matt and Julie Cooper are clearly shocked when Mayor, not Mayor, uh, Sheriff Forbes and Caroline show up. Mm -hmm. So Jeremy and Tyler and Mayor Lockwood all go over to... um, Matt's house, I think, right? Like, why is Jeremy there? They don't want to deal with fucking Jeremy Gilbert, who, like, fucked their dead family member a couple of times. Right? Like, don't intrude on their grieving. Also, I guess the mayor went over, like, to offer his condolences, but that's also weird. Yeah. It was a weird situation. Like, everybody goes there. And Caroline is trying to be there for Matt. She, like, makes him some coffee and is like, what can I do? Would you really want coffee after getting that type of news? I thought that was super weird. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe tea. Yeah, like maybe tea. But the last time somebody brought somebody tea in an alarming situation, they died. R.I.P. Grams. Oh, that's true. All right. Now I support the Maybe they like have to stay up late to like deal with their feelings or something. I don't know. But she's trying. And yeah, that's just like, I need to be alone. And you know, you're grieving. Do whatever you want. But then Elena shows up and... They just hug each other intensely, and then Caroline sees it, and it's like, shit. Yeah. I thought we resolved this. I know. Matt is, like, sobbing in Elena's arms, and Caroline, like, looks jealous, but at the same time, like, understanding. Like, you can't hold that against him, but at the same time, like, that's supposed to be your boyfriend, not Elena's. Yeah. Ugh, yikes. And Elena had just been over at the Salvatore's, like, talking to Stefan about what happened. She's like, it was like you were a completely different person. I, I, I've never seen you like that. And he's like, I'm sorry you had to see it. 
I'm like, why are you pretending this is the like most freaky thing she's ever seen of you? Right? I wrote concern. Elena was concerned with like tildes and asterisk symbols. Like that's how concerned she was. I just wrote what? <laughs> yeah. So that scene is interrupted. Like they kind of get to a place where they agree. I was protecting you. You were protecting me because she apologizes yeah. for making him drink her blood. But he's like, no, 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 we were just saving each other, and now they're okay. But then Elena gets the call about Vicky and goes over. So I think that while everything is going on over at uh, the Donovan household, um, Jeremy, or, oh, oh, no, it's, sorry, El- Elena and Jeremy head home from the Donovans. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jeremy's walking up the stairs, and Elena is like, Jeremy, like, do you need, or Jer, do you need anything? And he's like, no, I think I just need to get some sleep. So he goes up to his room, and Anna's up there, mm-hmm. which, creepy, that's why you lock your windows. Well, she appears after he has, like, a meltdown of going into his secret drawer where he has newspaper clippings about Vicky and, like, animal attacks. Yeah. And he tears them all up in a rage because he thought she was a vampire off somewhere else this whole time. Yeah, so he thought that he could have been turned to, like, be with Vicky forever, which isn't going to happen. Sorry, bro. Yeah, and, like, Anna comes in and is like, what the fuck? Because she had, after the fight with Pearl, texted him and said that she would turn him because she was feeling rebellious. That's right, yeah. So So she's there to turn him into a vampire, and he's like, she's been dead this whole time, Vicky's dead, she's not a vampire. And Anna comes to the realization that Jeremy wanted to be turned just so he could be with Vicky. Yeah, that's harsh. It is So maybe her mom was right about the Gilberts after all. She was. Once a Gilbert, always a Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so that's not pleasant. He starts trying to explain himself, but she just zooms out the window. Yeah. Bye, Anna. Sorry, girl. That's why you don't fuck with (laughs) That's what happens when you like Jeremy Gilbert. I know. He fucks you over because he's an asshole. So then I think we head over to the Mystic Girl where uh, Alaric is sitting there drinking alone again. For, you know, a local high school teacher, he spends a lot of time just at the bar drinking alone at a place where all his students hang out. But he needed a stiff drink after his adventure today, and Damon goes up and is like, Hey, buddy, wasn't that really fun? We were total badasses, bro. Yeah. So Alaric just, like, hauls out and punches Damon across the face. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of satisfying. Yeah, he just, like, finishes his bourbon, punches Damon, and walks out. And Damon's like, fair enough. Yeah, he's like, everybody hates me. It's fine. Which is a little sad, but not really. Yeah. And then I think after that um, scene, we hop over to the Salvatore mm. boarding house and we see that Damon's walking in from his stint at the bar and he sees Stefan just like guzzling blood out of a blood bag and he looks over at Damon with like a look of shame. Yeah. So I'm I sad. think what happened here is that Stefan had like one taste of human blood and now he has like the craving for it mm-hmm. yeah, he's having a bit of a binge yeah and that's the end of the episode oh so much yeah so much happened but none of it was like done very artistically i think one of the things about this episode that seemed off was that it wasn't funny like there weren't really jokes usually there's like jokes and sarcastic quips and shit and Damon had a little bit of that, but mostly it was just very serious, very action-oriented. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of, like, stuff with relationships. 
like only in the context of like reminding us that they exist but there was no development in anybody's relationships with each other uh all the drama was action and none of it was like character development yeah that's a really good point and i think that's why maybe i didn't like this episode as much as others um Mm -hmm. because i'm like very driven by like character stories Mm -hmm. and not necessarily like big fights and people getting staked and people getting shot by tranquilizers but i feel like they probably have to appeal to an audience that needs that kind of shit a little bit but it just wasn't done super well yeah Yeah. and And it it felt felt like they were like setting the scene for things in the future but the more i think about it like the only thing in this episode that would make any kind of difference in the overall plot arcs is finding vicky's body like all of the stuff with frederick like the tomb vampire situation did not need that plot line like he could have never existed it could have just been tension between pearl and the salvatores and it would have been fine yeah i feel like he was only there for like two episodes exactly no i totally agree with you there was no point it was like let's have a bunch of people in like a new location for them to fight in yeah it, it and it just wasn't well thought out like as shown by the ipod and the <laughs> love for heavy metal music yeah. oh and i guess we forgot to mention that like when damon and alaric were surrounded at the house pearl came home oh and yeah. she's like what the fuck and they told her what happened she's like okay i'll deal with the people who did this i'm like lady look around you they're all dead yeah <laughs> like they've been dealt with uh, so I guess it's just driving more tension. Like, they had kind of reached a truce between the Salvatores and Pearl, but now they're mad at her. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe that's relevant, but I don't know. I wasn't into it. Like, yeah. I like Harper, but the Frederick thing didn't need to happen. And we also never find out what happened to Harper at the end of the episode. No, we didn't. Like, I, I hope, hope he's, he's okay. like, still in the basement, like, recovering. So yeah, not my favorite episode. Um, there's not that many episodes left. I know what the next two are, and they're very good. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's a lot that's coming up. Um, so you, they can't all be classics. That's fine. I understand. We all have our moments. No, nobody's perfect. No show <laughs> is perfect. So who did we want to punch? Oh my gosh, there's so many choices. <sighs> I think I'll have to pick Frederick Mm. just because he did so many dick moves during this episode, kidnapping Stefan, torturing him, Mm -hmm. like being bossy with all of the other vampires, going behind Pearl's back to try and be the boss when he clearly isn't. I mean, he got his in the end, but I'd still like to punch his corpse. Yeah, totally. I, my choice is a little strange because he wasn't actually in this episode, but I would like to punch Jonathan Gilbert because I'm still mad at him about Pearl. I like that. I support you. And like his assholeness is still alive in Jeremy Gilbert. So I feel like he's responsible for a lot of the annoying shit in this episode. I think it's, I think that's very true. I support you. I want to punch Jonathan Gilbert right in his 1864 face. And... Why are men? (sighs) Will we ever answer this question? So the first thing that jumps out at me in this episode is all of the mansplaining about driving Mm -hmm. and like how men are telling women to like be careful and not go out. And I understand that like caution comes from a good place, but the fact that it only came from men directed towards women was really bothersome for me. Yeah, it's like 
Meryl Ackwood, you just drove through this to go to the Mystic Grill. It can't be that bad. Yeah, you were outside literally 30 seconds ago. Do I need to warn you to be careful when you drive home? No. But shut the fuck up. I know. Ugh. So on top of that, there was just a really big theme of men protecting women in this episode. And I think that I understand it from a vampire perspective, but yeah. it really was, it like kind of extended beyond just Elena being in danger about the vampires, just to everybody as a whole, because you have Matt trying to protect Caroline when she's driving, mm-hmm. which didn't end well for Caroline, despite Matt's <laughs> best efforts. I mean, I guess that could be kind of taken as foreshadowing that something bad was going to happen, but yeah. I feel like it could have been done in a better way. Yeah, and also just like, the whole thing with Frederick and Pearl where it's like, I need to be in charge. I'm the hot-headed man who must be violent and seek revenge. And, like, of the people in the house who were involved in this scheme, they were, like, 90% dudes. There was, like, one lady playing pool, but she wasn't even really involved with the torture. And I think that she might have been killed first, if I'm remembering. Yeah, she was one of the first to go. She never had a line. She didn't have a name. Yeah. Like, two of the the vampire henchmen got names Billy and Jacob. It was Billy? Yeah. I'm glad that I remembered that, but I can't remember the name of our main characters after 17 episodes. Everybody else, uh, Darren and Brooke, uh, (laughs) everybody else uh, who got killed just had no name. They were just throwaway vampires. So I wonder how many vampires are left from the tomb because I feel like at least six or seven of them got killed in this episode. Yeah, so when... That man died last week. When, um... When Damon and Alaric look out the front door and they see that there's people coming in, like, were those just the vampires that were out with Frederick when he was trying to hunt Stefan down? I don't know who they were. They must have been tomb vampires. There are maybe six or seven of them. Yeah. And not all of the tomb vampires are hanging out with them. Some of them just left town because they have common sense. (laughs) Nothing good happens in Mystic Vaults. Run far away. I know. I guess we've kind of gotten off the subject of why are men, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why are vampire men why are vampires yeah and there was like all this stuff that was pissing contests between Damon and Alaric in this episode like when Damon was trying to get him to join the thing he was like insulting his manhood yeah like you're a coward you don't want to blah 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 and it was like all of this there was a lot of like macho posturing in this episode and it was very annoying yeah absolutely I feel like that was the point of action was like taunting men and how they feel about their pride and how much that triggers like them into violent action Mm -hmm. so yeah they suck (laughs) indeed (laughs) some of them literally or some of them will once anna turns them oh vamp jerry oh yeah and i guess jeremy is the biggest why of all because he's literally using one woman leading her on so that he can get with another woman. Yeah, that's fucked up. And Ugh. he's so immature. And, yeah. like, to... Actually, this bothers me more, like, more and more every minute that I think about it. Anna is a 200-year-old woman. hmm She... The fact that she would be interested in Jeremy Gilbert is unbelievable to yeah. me. And the fact that the show would portray her on his level is also ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what has she been doing for the last 200 years? Because obviously, like, she wanted to get her mom back, but she had to wait for the comet. So she's been living a life. Like, she should know better. 
I mean, not to blame her for Jeremy being an asshole, but I'm just like, come on. I agree with you. Like, she's probably been through these antics. Like, I've been through these antics in my life, but I learned from them, and mm-hmm. I became, and I came to recognize, like, the kind of people some men are in the games that they play, <laughs> and I've learned that in 29 years, not 200. But some like people aren't as fortunate. She needs to just read, like, Chicken Soup for the Vampire Soul or something. And I support this. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it was not a good episode for men, as usual. Uh, but who did we want to do it? Who should have done it? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really know either. Maybe I kind of wish that Pearl had, like, lured Mayor Lockwood into bed so she could murder him. Yeah. Because that would have been fun. Because he sucks. I, th- I feel like I was so distracted with everything going on this episode. Like, there was really no sexual tension or any couple yeah. that I felt like... I right, there was no, re- like, interpersonal relationship moments. Yeah, and I was just, like, super grossed out by Elena's reaction to having her blood sucked. Mm. And, like, that... So, would you say that instead of who should have done it, you want them to, like, take back ever having done it because of that? Yes! I, yeah. <laughs> A reverse who should have done it. Yeah. Who should never do it again? <laughs> yeah, it was a weird episode. Weird vibes all around. I'm glad that we're past it because we're in the home stretch now. I think there's actually maybe only 22 episodes this season. Whoa. So we're getting there. We're very close. Oh, that's only five more. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen by the end of the season? It's really weird because they keep wrapping up plot points that mm-hmm. I would imagine would be really important because. Yeah. At this point, okay, so I feel like Jeremy is going to, like, confront Stefan about vampirehood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that possibly Alaric might learn about the whereabouts of his wife, even if he doesn't find her directly. Mm-hmm. And I know that Catherine's still hanging around out there, so I think that we'll get more information about these people who are hidden from the current, I guess, day-to-day of the show. But at the same time, like, something could pop up next episode and change everything. So at There the could moment, be, like, a brand new, very important crystal that is just, like, the focus. <laughs> yes, or, like, some other, like, founder, like, Logan Fell could just come back from the dead because oh he was a secret werewolf or something. I had shit. forgotten about Logan Fell. Jesus. I just remembered him because when they were talking about the founder families, mm. they listed the Fells, yeah. and I was like, ugh, Logan Fell. Do we know who is any of his other family members are? I don't think so. We do meet another fell in a few seasons. Gotcha. But I don't know. I think they're the founding family that we kind of talk about the least overall. Yeah, makes sense. Logan sucks. He He does. does. R.I.P. Rest in pieces. (laughs) All right. uh, So I think that about does it for this week. Uh, As always, you can mystic follow us on many social media platforms. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, where you can rate and review. We have gotten, you know, our couple of reviews so far, but we would love more. We are on Facebook and Tumblr at The VD Diaries. And you can also find us on Instagram at the underscore VD underscore diaries underscore podcast. We actually have posted on our Instagram more than once in the last couple of weeks, so that's good for us. It is. You'll it's get very all exciting. Of the insider vampire information. You'll never have a thrill like following our Instagram. 
And with that, I guess we'll wish you a good week. I hope that you don't get stuck in any thunderstorms and accidentally grab a corpse's hand when you're trying to climb up a riverbank. Best wishes to all of you. Mozzarella. <laughs>